Welcome to episode 4 of How To CE5, where over the course of 21 episodes, we are covering 21 basic things for you to do so that you can be a great CE5 ambassador and make contact with ET. I'm Andre Cardoso, and today we'll be talking about doing CE5 in groups, specifically why you want to do CE5 in groups. Now, when, as you learn about this initiative, you'll come to understand that this is something that we really often and regularly do in groups. There are a few reasons for that, and I'm going to go through those reasons in this episode. We'll go through five different reasons about why we should be doing CE5 in groups. Now, when I talk about doing CE5 in groups, I'll often use the term working group um, because that's just something, that's a term that we've, that was used a lot in the literature from CSETI. Um, we want to really work together as a team and focus on the practices, the principles, and the goals that we have in mind as we come together as a group. We want to work together well. Okay, so reason number one for why you should be doing CE5 in groups. Number one, you will learn from each other. There will undoubtedly be people in any CE5 working group from a variety of backgrounds, from a variety of experiences, from a variety of areas of expertise and knowledge, and there is so much that we can learn from each other, especially in this context of doing CE5 in groups together. There's a whole bunch of dynamics at play, and I've learned a lot from the people who I've worked with out in the field, whether they're more experienced than me or less experienced than me. Whether you're teaching or you're learning, you will gain from doing this in a group setting. You'll learn more and more about the subtleties of how these experiences of CE5 unfold, and you'll learn what's important in the process because the ETs often will really respond to the energy of the group and how we're working together. Okay. Reason number two for why you should be doing CE5 in a group is that going into higher consciousness together and working within a coherent intention has a magnified effect on the field of consciousness. Now, the research is out there. The studies are continuing to be done. There is more and more out there and it's becoming more and more mainstream the concept of, you know, the ideas for how prayer and intention can have a non-local effect. So your consciousness and your intentions that you hold in the deep, quiet place of your consciousness have an effect, a real effect out in the world. There are some great books out there by people like Rupert Sheldrake and his concept of the morphogenetic field, where he outlines his theories for why connection at a distance is possible. And there are studies that have been done in places like Princeton. They had the Princeton Engineering and Anomalies Research Laboratory, where they've done studies on 
how people's intentions have an effect on random number generators. Just the intentions and the thoughts that somebody's holding in their mind can have an effect on something completely detached from them, whether it's in the same room or in a room on the other side of the planet. This principle has been shown to be repeatable in study after study. Now, there have been also studies on the effects of prayer, and Dr. Larry Dossie has some great books out there on the subject that go through lots of the studies and research that have been done. One of the understandings that has arisen from these studies into consciousness and the effect of consciousness at a distance on material objects and the like is that when participants and people who are in part of these studies use their intention in pairs or in groups, the effect of that intention is actually magnified. It has a stronger effect on the outcomes of the studies, on the intention, on the object of the intention. And I've heard that this effect actually multiplies exponentially the power of the intention. It also is stronger when there's a strong bond between the people who are setting the intention together. So people who love each other. This is a reason why if you're doing CE5 in a working group, it really makes sense to build a strong bond with each other. Because the stronger a bond that you have with each other, the more coherent you are in your consciousness, in your intention, the more magnified an effect you will have on the field, on the morphogenetic field, on the field of consciousness, on whatever your understanding is of the expanse of awareness in which we're all wrapped up in, in this universe. What that does is it means that you will have a stronger beacon to signal out to the extraterrestrials to, to make contact, and it will allow that whatever contact that you end up engaging in to be deeper. There will be more to work off of. There will be more relationship built. There will be more learned, and you will be able to have more and more profound experiences in contact going forward the more connected you are in a group in consciousness. And that leads me to point number three for why you should do CE5 in groups. You will gain confidence from each other and be better able to spread the CE5 movement. This is important and it kind of goes without saying. The more you do something, the better you'll get at it and you'll become more confident. When you do this in a group, it really helps ground that experience for you and ground that confidence that you can do this. You help the other people in the group, the other people help you, and you'll, in this helping, in this being in a social setting and being able to talk about what you're experiencing and connect with each other, it makes you better able to spread the message of the movement for CE5 elsewhere going out um, and teaching other people how to do this. Okay, and reason number four for working in groups is that you can divide up the basic roles that each person performs in the group. So it works really well if you're in a group, you can divide up the responsibilities for what makes the group work more effectively. So some of the roles you can have are like 
someone who looks after the satellite and star charts to make sure that any objects that you see aren't easily explainable by what's written down to be satellites passing overhead or that kind of thing. There can be someone who's in charge of setting up. Maybe someone is hosting the expedition at their property. There can be someone who's meditation leader. Some people are more intuitive about certain things. Some people are really good at communicating certain things. We all bring our own skills to the table, and the more that you can fit into a role that works well together, uh, maybe there's one person who stands out as kind of a group leader. Um, the more that everybody in the group can kind of step into a role that really fits them and their unique skills and what they can bring to the group, the better the group can work together and work more coherently to make contact in a really great way. Reason number five for doing CE5 in groups is that you'll be able to confirm different inputs from the contact experience. And when you can confirm those different inputs, it will provide undeniable synchronous proofs for those present in the group. Proof that contact is actually happening and proof of the nature of that contact. Yeah, and this happens in a few different ways. I'll probably talk about this a lot more in a later episode or two. Basically, one person can remote view something and then another person can remote view the same thing. And when they both mention it, or when one of them mentions it and the other person hears it, that's a great confirmation for that person for what they saw in their remote view. And it's undeniable for them that there was a connection. Now, it's hard to... I, I, I have different examples I could go through, but that would probably be for a later episode. But this does happen, and these experiences are really profound and really important to the experience. Okay, so those were the five reasons for why you should be doing CE5 in groups. Um, I'll just review them really quick right now, one more time. Number one, you'll learn from each other. Number two, going into higher consciousness together will have a magnified effect in the field of consciousness, in the, in the quantum field. Number three, you will gain confidence from each other and be better able to spread the CE5 movement. Number four, you can divide up the roles, the group roles that each person performs in the group and be more effective in that way. Number five, you'll be able to confirm contact based on the individual experiences that each person shares with the group. That sharing is really important. Okay, and so... In the next episode, we'll be talking about how you can also do CE5 on your own. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.